Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee Pods. I'm Lisa and I'm joined again by Wes. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you. I'm excited to be chatting through uh, worship, songs of the heart with you. And I think this, I feel privileged to talk to you about this because you do write songs. Um, you have led worship many times. Um, and so it's just really lovely to be able to speak to somebody who knows what they're doing, I suppose. Um, well, thank you for that. I, I hope <laughs> I do. But there you go. <laughs> let's go then. Let's let's have a, a nice chat over a cup of coffee. Um, we want to talk about worship in particular when it comes to healing and the healing ministry. Um, but obviously uh, worship will overlap into other areas of discussion as well. Um, now, Wes, you have written uh, some of your own healing psalms, haven't you? What hmm. brought this about? Why did you do it? Well, I guess one of the things, it, it, it's true, isn't it, that um, the Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your lips. And actually, I think the things that we say, the things that we say and, and we confirm in us, you know, um, I think they have a way of shaping the reality that we have and the reality that we live. But also, all the way through church history, the, the songwriters, the hymn writers, the, the, the liturgists have wanted to put words in people's mouths that both help them express what they are feeling inwardly to God, but also being able to confirm what they believe about God and therefore what becomes real for them. So hence the creeds, I believe in God the Father. And so in relation to the healing ministry, particularly as we were, we moved online and we had limited time. I wanted to put um, in our ears and in our hearts and you know maybe in our mouths as well the truths about Jesus being the healer. That that as we almost not quite just rehearse them, but as we kept chewing over them, that it would get on the inside of us and it would trigger that trust in Him. That yes, He was this, He is this, and He is this for me. Thank you. That's really helpful. And you highlighted something quite uh, helpful as well. You mentioned liturgy. So it doesn't necessarily always have to be sung musical worship, does it? No, not at all. I mean, I was gonna, what's your favourite genre of, of music, Lisa? Oh, jazz. OK. I mean, I've seen worship done as jazz, mm. um, you know, and people have sung and they've listened and they played. But actually, you could. I've seen worship. I've been at a conference when they had a heavy metal band do a session mm -hmm. of worship. They then had what I can only describe as the cocktail lounge singer and pianist do worship. Do you know? And all of them were just so filled with the presence of Jesus. And genre doesn't matter. So whether you're a cathedral person or whether you are a blues person or a or, you know, I, I, my kids would laugh hearing me say the words hip hop. But, you know, <laughs> whatever you are, um, mm. it, it's not the genre. It's not the form that's the thing. It's it's what's taking place in it. Lovely. That's great. And with the healing psalms, which are the ones that you've written, um, we are taking them to a Surrey, not the Surrey, the Gosport Healing Hub meeting on the 19th of February. Um what are you going to be doing there? Like, you, I know, obviously, you're going to be using the songs, but what, what's the purpose? 
Well, the idea is to um, bring people into an awareness of the presence of Jesus as the healer. Um, and, you know, healing is about the presence of God. It's about the presence of Jesus. Healing only takes place when Jesus is present. And similarly, worship is about the presence of God as well. You know, you need for worship to take place. You need that interaction with heaven. You need that that giving into uh, into God's uh, love and receiving back from God's love. So what we're going to do is we're going to be using a number of the songs, the healing psalms. Um, we're going to be uh, not performing them. But we're going to be singing them and, and using them and just commenting through to help people journey to build some expectations, some faith, some awareness that yeah. Jesus is present with us by his spirit and that he would intervene in our lives so that as the prayer team come and pray, they're praying, if you like, on ground that's already been dug up and ready for, mm -hmm. for the life to grow rather than a sense hitting hard ground. Um, I was uh, once just sitting in a park and I made a discovery and the discovery is that geese are smarter than ducks. Okay. And, and do you know how I know that? Go on. Well, somebody had scattered bread on the on the side of the, the pond bank and it had gone hard. The ducks come up, they put it in their beak, realise they can't eat it, so they chomp on it a bit, it doesn't break up, and they drop it and they walk off. The geese came along, they did the same thing and then chomped it, didn't work and then they walked off but then the geese came back and the geese picked up the piece of bread and he dropped it in the water mm. and it suddenly became soft and he ate yeah. it and I thought smart goose <laughs> and actually that that's what worship does to us worship takes the stuff of life that's a, that's hard and has become um you know un inaccessible and worship softens our hearts and our spirits and our minds and our whole being so that we can express something to God and so God can put something in us. That's lovely. Very. I bet you never thought you would be using your duck and goose analogy <laughs> further down the line. That, that's brilliant. It's amazing what's revealed to us. Um, also, I, <laughs> I think something that's really cool about worship as well just from personal experience is when you're in a place where you, you can't think um you may be in a place where you are in need of healing um and you almost feel like you've got brain fog spiritually and then worship there might, might be a worship song that comes on or it might be that you're a meeting like the healing psalms event and then you're reminded by the words that are being shared oh that's who you say you are god and that's what you say about me and I find that really helpful uh, with worship. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I totally agree. And I think one of the interesting things um, about it um, is that in, in that place, you um, something interacts with heaven. So it's not just us trying to think differently, but there is a response from heaven, a drawing in us um, of heaven so that um, if you like the brain fog, the spirit bypasses the mind, you know, it just sort of jumps over it and, and reaches into our spirit and, and reaches into the, the, the depths of us, which actually at times also affects us physically and, and emotionally, as well as in terms of our understanding. Mm. 
um, I had a great story. My my friend was leading a, a meeting and um, there was somebody uh, on the front row. And, and as he was, went to pray for them, he he said, um, he, he just felt God stop him and say, no, don't do that. And, and, and there was there was somebody else, an artist there. And, and he got this person just to act something out in front of this guy. And when the person finished, the guy actually broke down. And afterwards, and God met him. And afterwards, um, he said to my friend, he said, I was prepared to be able to defend myself against anything that you would say to me. But when that when that person acted out that thing, I had no defense for that. And the Holy Spirit just slipped in and touched his life. And I think worship can be like that. And and do you know one of the pieces that does it for me is Jesus Joy of Man's Desiring by J.S. Bach. I can just sit there and it's like my brain just slips to the side and my spirit comes and I, I hear that music and I, 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 I sort of get touched by what Bach must have felt as he, as he wrote, he was inspired to write that. And of course he wrote to the glory of God on the top of every piece of manuscript that he wrote. Oh, wow. And, and I, I, so I think worship is a very powerful thing. I think it's not about the style of music. I think it's about, because worship is, in the presence of God, is a spiritual reality, and we get engaged and caught by that. And so, yeah, that's, that's, how I, that's why I started to write. That's why, you know, when we lead worship, we look to see God moving in people, yes, even physically. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and obviously, we, we are told through the scriptures to worship, aren't we? And, you know, make make a loud noise. Um, but what, like, why? Like, surely God's, he doesn't need us boosting his ego or making him feel better. So, like, what, what's he after when we worship? Yeah, that's, you know, that's brilliant. I really like that. You know, like, God had a bad day on one side yeah. of the world so he needs us to get up and tell him he's okay on the other um i think it's interesting that worship is though it's an activity that is exclusively directed towards god um i think god isn't seeking the worship i i don't think god's saying worship me because um you know you you have to i think what's happening is god is not seeking the worship he's seeking the worshiper so Jesus says to the woman at the well, you know, those who worship must worship in spirit truth. They're the kind of worshippers that God seeks. Not that's the kind of worship God seeks. And so actually when we worship, I am very conscious that God is seeking us and reaching out to us. Hence, you know, in the healing Psalms, that God was seeking us, reaching out to us. Yes, even in physical healing and release. Absolutely. Because God is wanting you, he's wanting me, he wants to get his hands on us. You know, I mean, it's been very sad, isn't it? If you, you've seen the people who have been communicating through the pandemic, through you know, the, a, a window that's shut, yeah. and yeah. though you can see them, you can't reach them. Well, worship is opening the window or opening the door and letting that access of heaven come to us and giving us the access of heaven. It's amazing when you think about it, isn't it? Because we come to worship him so that we can experience more of his presence. 
Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's a gift to be able to worship. It's brilliant. Um, have you ever seen or experienced, though, times when maybe um, the way that we worship could hinder us experiencing the presence of God? Oh, yeah. And and again, it's it's not necessarily about skill. I mean, I've I I think probably one of the one of the most difficult meetings I've been in is when the music was so incredibly professional and performed that, that though the music was great, there wasn't really any engagement with the presence of Jesus. But I've sat in a meeting. There's a guy I remember, and he he just got up and he ha- he had a guitar and he just led worship on his own. And as he led worship, Lisa, I could honestly, it felt like he became transparent that you could see beyond him to Jesus. Yeah. And and I think particularly in the healing ministry, I've known as a church just recently, and and the uh, the team that were leading worship. I mean, to be honest, they they so engaged us all in the in the presence of Jesus that when I got up to speak and then we prayed for people for healing it was just so easy because they were already there you know it, it was as if I was, I was just taking gifts from Jesus and just giving them out and just giving them out because it, it was there but I've also been in other places where um you know they've done the service and then I've been asked to speak and you felt as if you were having to start from the beginning because there was no awareness of the presence. We'd gone through the form of it. And yeah. that's not just a written liturgy. That can be in, in you know, the charismatic bond fight as well. But actually, there was no connection with heaven. And when you get up, you felt you had to start everything again and say, okay, Lord, help me just to, to build some faith, some expectation that you're going to be here to do something. Yeah, that's a really helpful point, because I think we've probably all been in both those situations where it's been really helpful. And we've also been in situations where it's just not been helpful at all. Um, And so it's nice to be able to um, to hear, I suppose, that 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 does happen quite regularly to all different kinds of people in different churches. But also, I suppose it highlights things like listening to God in worship motivation of the heart stuff like that yeah absolutely Mm. and of course that can happen just on your own it can you know uh, and just those who are listening today you know you could um whether you do it in silence or you read the scriptures aloud or you put some worship music on if that helps you um to go and to walk in nature and just to worship god just to love Mm. god with all your heart and in the midst of that, just surrender yourself to God, body, mind and spirit and just see what God does. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you just say, God, I'm here and I'm so in love with you and I just give all of myself to you. And yes, even give the sicknesses and the infirmities and the things that we need God to heal and say, Lord, I just give it all to you right now and, and just invite you to come and be in my life right now. That's worship. And, yeah. and that's a place where God can meet you as he did in the scriptures. Definitely. And I suppose also then through your worship meeting, he will then meet with other people. Almost as it leaks out of you into uh, other people's lives. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that's great. I mean, I, I love the fact that, 
you know, worship is contagious. You stand next to somebody in a meeting who's genuinely caught up worshiping with Jesus. Mm. It's a bit infectious, you know, (laughs) it it starts to spread. And and I I think that's what I love. You know, the Holy Spirit takes every opportunity to make Jesus the centre of attention. And as soon as we start to worship him, he makes Jesus so real. Definitely. Yeah. And and what does, I mean, there's probably lots of examples, but what does the Bible say about worship? The Bible says very little about what you should do. It says an awful lot about how you should come. That's interesting. You know, I mean, most of of what we do in church is our preference. It's Mm. the way we like things. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way we like things. But actually, the Bible does speak about coming. Who will ascend the hill of the Lord? He has clean hands and a pure heart. It does not lift up his soul to what is false, you know, or swear deceitfully. And do you know that whole thing about saying coming humbly and dependently to God and saying, Lord, I'm here for you. And I think the other thing about worship is this. Do you know, sometimes in our worship, we have ulterior motives. You know, we tell God he's great only because we want to ask for something. And um, I think, you know, there are times we need to come to God and just say, we're here for you just because yeah. we love you. And, and yes, God is so generous. He keeps pouring out his <laughs> love and healing upon us, even in those moments, as Jesus did with all those who came and, and knelt before him in worship asking for help yeah Mm. so to to finish this with the big question um how do worship and healing work together i mean i i believe they do how is that so (laughs) it's because sickness and need puts the focus on us Mm. You, you stub your toe you're aware of it and it's all about you yeah worshipping is it's not about us it's about jesus it's about coming to god yeah and so the focus shifts but as the focus shifts so what i'm looking for shifts as well i'm not looking for can human resources meet this need i'm suddenly caught up with what's heaven's resources look like and and suddenly as my focus shifts away from me and it focuses on him, I become accessible to the greater grace of God. And you know, I've seen how that's worked in people's attitudes and hearts and lives, but also in bodies as well. And we should expect more of it in healing. Yeah, that's helpful. And I think that helps us if we're praying for people or even if we're seeking healing ourselves, it kind of helps us know how we might pray. Um, I mean, I remember you saying recently about, you know, rather than praying the problem and, and basically telling God how bad it is, um, start to speak out who God says you are, what he says about the issue. And I started doing that. And that was a huge transformation uh, yeah. it, for me, because it, like you said, it takes the focus off of you and off of the problem. And then you're reminded how good God is. <laughs> Yes, and, and you become accessible to the grace of God That's and the power it. of God at work. Mm. And so I said to people, you know, if you're on your own or you're in a worship in a prayer team or whatever, and I know that the Surrey Hub they do this as they're praying for people, they just put worship on quietly, yeah. just in the background, and just say, let's just keep like the goose, let's just keep soaking the bread 
soften our hearts so that God can get in to us and pour his grace and his healing power. Lovely. Thank you so much, Wes. And uh, you can uh, download the Healing Psalms, can't you, from, I think they're on Spotify, they're on iTunes. Yep. Um, so you can take a listen to those if you'd like to. And also, if you are around and near the gospel area, uh, on the 19th of February from 10 a.m. till 12, uh, we will be uh, soaking ourselves in the Healing Psalms. So we look forward to seeing you there. But Wes, will you kindly pray for everyone who's joining? Yeah, let's just do that. Just where you are listening to this, and if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but wherever you are, just say to Jesus, Jesus, I really love you. And I thank you that you love me. Lord, I open my life to you as you have opened your life to me. And whatever needs I have, I just bring them and give them to you now. Lord, let your Holy Spirit descend upon us. Lord, touch us in body and mind and spirit. You are an amazing Heavenly Father, an amazing Saviour, a wonderful Holy Spirit. God, let your blessing be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, Wes, for another cracking conversation. Um, And looking forward to catching you all next week. Bye-bye. Indeed. Bye.